What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. Yes, a few drills going there, a few hammers in the background. You are on 98.5. It is Friday morning and welcome back to the studio once again. Our maintenance expert, Marty, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. Nice to have you back in. Nice to be back. Now, tell me, you've been, we were just chatting uh, briefly off air. You uh, do a whole range of different maintenance from, from retic to uh, retaining walls to landscaping, you name it, yep. fixing all sorts of things. Just move that microphone just a fraction closer, buddy. Yeah, that's it. There we go. We can hear you now. Mm-hmm. Um, decking has been pretty popular. It has been. It's it's interesting because I, th- I sort of thought decking was kind of. Uh, going out now and there was a more of a leaning towards more aggregate and uh, and even coloured cement but but decking is still pretty popular yeah for some people decking is still pretty popular the right spot too I guess yeah, yeah. absolutely I mean decking has its has its pros for sure it's it looks nice it's great everybody likes to go out on the deck in the summer yes. and enjoy a barbie that's it now tell me, there are pros and cons, because I actually was just thinking about my own situation. I did consider it some time ago, mm. and I think one of the things that kind of swayed me not to go with decking was the ongoing maintenance factor. So pros, what are some of the pros and cons regarding if you're thinking about putting some decking down outside? Yeah, so I guess um, some pros would be it looks great. Um, it's a great product and it takes up a lot of space. So it's less maintenance than what lawn is. True, um, yeah. But, yeah, I guess it all comes down to the, the look that you're after in your backyard and the design that you have in mind as well. So if it's getting exposed to even part, depending on whether it's undercover mm-hmm. or whether it's completely exposed, is the maintenance, um, how regular are you looking at maintaining that? Yeah, so to, as you just said, uh, it really depends on if it's undercover or if it's exposed to full elements or part elements. Um, certain parts of the deck, if it's out in the sun, at a section of it is going to fade quicker than what it is if it's under full cover. Um, so you're going to have to maintain that every 6 to 12 months, just depending on whether the elements are hitting it full time or partially. Um, so if it's under under the elements full time, then you're going to be looking at it every six months, having wow. to strip it back, re-oil it, and and really go again. So that's that is quite costly for mm. if you can't do it yourself. If you can do it yourself, then you can save a lot of money. But if you okay. have to get somebody in to redo it for you, cost then you. it's going to cost you roughly twelve hundred dollars per per time for somebody wow. to come out and re-oil it for you. That's expensive. Are there some, there are, there are some other different, not that we mentioned brand names, but there are some uh, different types of materials you can use for decking? Yeah. Not always timber? Yeah, so there's a timber composite, which is a, a mix of, of timber and plastic um, compressed together, which doesn't fade over time. You don't have to oil it every 12 months or six months, depending on the situation. Mm. Um However, it can scratch under under um, furniture, um, oh, right. which just involves getting a heat gun out and just going over that scratch to smooth it out. Um, also, if you spill red wine on it, it can it can stain it. Uh-huh. So you may have to change a board, but that's that's easier than 
um, having somebody come out and re-oil your deck. So that's actually, so that composite stuff is actually quite absorbent. Yeah. Yeah, righty yeah. Whereas in timber, if you're using timber, would that still, do, do you kind of seal that? Like, is that quite different? Yeah, with, so um, with the composite, you don't have to oil it, so there's no yeah, sealer. Okay. Um, whereas timber, you do. You have to re-oil it every six to 12 months, yeah. depending Interesting. Marty, we'll take a break. If you've got a question for Marty, it doesn't need to be about uh, decking. Any maintenance question around the home, uh, give us a call. In fact, 93130985. Or if you prefer to send us a text, you can do that as well. 0429985985. Back after this one. Weekdays with Mike. Maintenance Marty is in the studio. If you've got a question for Marty, you can text in right now. 0429-985-985. Or if you want to give us a call and have a chat, we'll do that as well. 9313-0985. Marty, got a question, really good question here from uh, Clayton. Good morning, Clayton. Got a question regarding how often should you change the blades on your mower? Great question. It is a great question. How do you know? How do you know when they're they're ready to be changed? Yeah, so the easiest thing to do Mm. is tip the mower on its side, away, so that the... What about the fuel tank? Yeah, the air filter needs to be up so that oil doesn't drain (laughs) into your filter (laughs) um, while it's up. So tip it up, have a look, and see what condition they're in. If you're using your mower constantly, um, obviously it's going to be different for a contractor versus a homeowner Mm. um, as to how regularly they need to change their blades if you um i would say you're better off just when you go to mow check your blades first and then probably every five or six weeks after that you need to check just yeah all depends on how often if you're mowing once a week you need to change them more regularly if you're mowing every two or three weeks then it you allow for that, basically. So hang on. So you reckon you you change the blades on the mower every every uh, six weeks? Oh, we do for sure. I reckon I went six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we obviously use our mowers consistently, yeah. um, almost every day. So we're we're definitely changing our blades a lot more regularly than what the normal homeowner would be. Is it surprising how much they do get? Um, I mean, I've seen them even starting to sort of almost look like they're they're rusting, they start to get eat, eaten away. Oh, yeah, because it, it all depends also on the, the property that you're mowing. So if it's really sandy as opposed to really grassy, you're going to need to change them more regularly because the sand just deteriorates your blades, something cruel. It's like sandpaper oh, constantly. The sand factor. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. How do you know? Are they easy to change? Yeah, very easy. It's um, depending on the mower. Yeah. Um, it's about four bolts that you've got to undo. Um, okay. So you need two crescents, one on the back side on the nut and yeah. one on the front or a screwdriver depending on, on what's holding them in. Yeah. Um, obviously, if it's a ride-on, then it's a different situation again. Absolutely. Um, but most rotaries, most rotary mowers. Yeah, it's about four, four bolts, and then like it, one yeah. bolt per okay. blade. Can, can you put them on the wrong way? You can. Yeah, you can put them on upside I'm, I'm asking the obvious question because it's highly likely that I'd put them on back to front and yeah. then it wouldn't be doing anything, right? Yeah, so there's one edge that curves up. Yeah. Um, so you need to make sure that you've got that facing the right way as opposed to facing upside down because you're not going to get a very nice cut. It, w- it almost wouldn't do anything, would it? No, 
No, it sort of defeats the purpose. It'll become a vacuum cleaner <laughs> instead of a mower. Yeah. Uh, good question, though. So definitely worth checking your uh, your blades. Turn your mower on your side and have a look and, and yeah. maybe it's time for so a So if, you, if you're noticing that you're not getting a very nice cut or or it's leaving a lot of um, clippings on the lawn, mm. then probably a good chance that you need to change your blades if it's not catching well. Very good. If you've got a question for Maintenance Marty this morning, you can text in right now, 0429-985-985, or you can give us a call, 9313-0985. Back after this one. And Bieber there, you are on 98.5 Weekdays with Mike. Maintenance Marty is in the studio. If you've got a question for Marty, you can text in right now, 0429-985-985, or you can give us a call, 9313-0985. Marty, when you were in a few weeks ago, you had a really good um, project that you could uh, tackle on the weekend, the uh, the, out, the outdoor uh, kitchen. Yeah. Which, yeah. that was pretty cool, actually. It was, Yeah. yeah. Really easy to make, and we did put that up on our website. So if you're looking for a, uh, a bit of a project to get the kids involved as well, what was the actual title of that, what you made? So a mud kitchen. Mud kitchen, yeah, yeah that's the one. Kitchen. Yeah, re- now you've got another one for us today. Yeah. You've got another little uh, a DIY project that you could tackle this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's always been a popular one for us as well, and that's planter boxes. Okay. So um, building building timber planter boxes out of any kind of scrap material, or if you're building a deck, yes. you could always use the offcuts of the deck um, to build yourself a planter box to go alongside the deck as well. Would the timber matter? Does it really matter with with these? I mean, you're talking either uh, you're talking jarrah, pine, composite, or all of the above. Yeah, all of the above. It, it'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. It, just as long as you can get some solid walls on it, it doesn't matter what what um, product you use. Are you talking something that you could put on the ground or are you talking with a, with some legs on it? Yeah, like, both. Okay. So you can make it a raised planter box um, on legs or you can make it so that it sits on the ground. You can even put wheels on it if you want to make it mobile as well. Oh, I like that idea, move it around. Mm. Um, now what sort of, am I going to need a whole bunch of tools for this, Marty? How hard is it going to be? You're going to need... A? Two drills. Uh huh. Yep. One to Tick. got that. Yeah. One to pilot drill and one yep. to screw. Okay. And then you can get away with one if you want to change bits every five minutes. Well, I've got one, so I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and a box of screws. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, and a, and a saw. That would be handy, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> a saw yeah. would make things very easy. Now, I've got a hand saw. Is that going to be okay? Yeah, that's going to be tough going for you. Um, a... Unless it was um, pine, right? Yeah. Could, easy to cut. Yeah. Treated. Pine? Pines, pines are a nice softwood and way easier to cut than what Jarrah is, being a hard timber. What sort of average size would you make? What sort of you know, what sort of length and width and depth? Yeah, so you can either go um, five hundred by five hundred, make a square box, or you can go a meter by five hundred by five hundred deep. Um, that's that's a standard size that I would make boxes. Um, and then I would put so it'd be five hundred deep and then I'd be a metre tall, so the legs oh, yeah. would be fi- um, a metre, but the box itself would only be 500, so you're not Half having to, yeah, so you're not having to fill a whole bunch of room with soil that's going to cost you money. So are you talking, you would, you would make these to put soil straight into, or are you talking about a planter box that you could put a pot inside that is purely more 
more cosmetic. Yeah, more decorative. So both? Um, both, yeah. We can absolutely, we make them to either whatever somebody wants, basically. Yeah. We can put pots in them or we can fill them with sand, uh, fill them with potting mix and that sort of thing. How, so how do you paint. seal the How do you seal the inside if it went straight in with, with the, the sort of potting mix? Yeah, yep. So generally we would line them with a weed mat to stop the soil falling out of the gaps if you gotcha. were to put gaps in. Otherwise, butt the timber straight up and just fill it up. And if you want to get real fancy, maybe uh, give it a paint job and maybe take it inside? Yeah, absolutely. You could paint it if you want. I know a lot of people like that yeah. Hampton Hampton's look. Um, with the white planter boxes and yes, that sort of thing. So. Very popular. Yeah. We'll, we will put an image up and some maybe some instructions. Yep. Have you got a bit of a step-by-step, Marty, on how we can do it? Is that, I do. Is that going to help us? Yeah, for sure. I, I think I need it. Yep. <laughs> and would you need a spirit level or are we just going to guess? Nah, you can just uh, guess. Yeah, that's, it's, you know what? It's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> if you've got a question for Marty this morning, uh, text in 0429-985-985. Or give us a call, 9313-0985. At 98.5, this is Weekdays with Mike, and uh, it's Friday, and so we have uh, Maintenance Marty in the studio talking. I like the DIY project. Mm. We'll get some images up on our website a bit later for that to make some planter boxes, and uh, and then I, if I make something really nice, I'll have to convince my wife that it's appropriate to go to go inside. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to go with that. Yeah, <laughs> it could make a mess, but then <laughs> it could. Ladies love indoor plants and stuff. So do I. It's supposed yeah. to be um, really great for the environment in the house as well. Good for the air, makes yep. you feel good. I've exactly. got quite a lot of indoor plants here. I'm, I'm really keen now to make something that uh, may, may be, it may get inside, but yeah. may have to stay. Um, yeah, we've got some we've got some more questions coming through. Thank you, Gopher from Wilson. Good morning. Nice to uh, get a message from you this morning. Now, Gopher's asking, well, is there an easy way to remove the, the plastic plugs uh, that have a nail in, in the wall yeah. to get them out? So if you're obviously you want to repaint, redecorate, are they easy to get out? You've got to be a bit careful with those, Marty. Yeah, so it all depends on the type of plug as to whether it's a straight plug or whether it's got... Um, the, this one's with a nail. Yeah, so basically the simplest solution would be to, to get the nail out if you can get a claw hammer onto it yeah. and, and pull it out that way. You've got to be careful of, of the wall, though. You don't want to risk damaging the wall um, anymore. Probably the easiest solution would be to cut it off. Oh yeah, and then if there's any like still hanging out of the wall, tap it in with a with a hammer. Just tap and then, it in. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. And then fill it with some filler. So and push it back in. It. Yeah. Because yeah, I have actually done that. I've taken it out, and all of a sudden you create a bigger hole, which yeah. you've then got to fill. That's right. So hammer. Yep. Claw hammer. Potentially, how would you? What's the best way to cut that off? You reckon with a nail? Yeah, probably if you've got. Uh, a hacksaw or some pincers. Yeah. Um, yeah, you risk leaving a bit out of the wall, but potentially you can just knock whatever's overhanging because it's very hard to cut flush up against the wall. Yes, that's so, right. Yeah, you're probably going to have a little bit hanging out, which you can just tap in with a hammer afterwards. Um, but yeah, you can. I would suggest a hacksaw trying to cut, cut it, it as close to the wall as possible and knock it back in yeah and then you may have to then fill up a little bit as well yeah depending on where it sits in the in the brick line right that's right if it's a if there's mortar there easier yeah. but if it's a flush wall yeah it's a bit harder isn't it although again fill it up yeah yeah so it's easier to fill 
something with with it already left in there as opposed to a bigger hole if you remove it completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to remove it completely, then you can try. Um, if you can get the nail out, you can screw a screw into it and then use that to uh, bite into the plug and remove the plug at the same time. Oh, gotcha. Um, otherwise, yeah, just cut it off and fill it. There we go. Thanks, Gopher, from Wilson. Thank you for your message. Uh, we'll come back and uh, if you've got any question for Maintenance Marty this morning, you can text in, just like Gopher did from Wilson, 0429-985-985, or you can give us a call, 9313 That is Young and Free and Indescribable. You are on 98.5 Weekdays with Mike. Joining me in the studio is our maintenance, Marty. We were talking about uh, lawnmowers and changing the blades earlier. Good morning, Francois. You got a question for our maintenance, Marty, this morning? Good morning. Yes, I do. Fire away. Um, I'm just wondering if there is a way to service a lawnmower without having to take it into a shop. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Yeah. So um, you can start by changing the blades, having a look at the blades and changing those over. Um, and yep. then also you want to um, have a look at the air filter, blow that out. If you've got a compressor or something with compressed air, um, you can blow that out and clean that out. What if you haven't, Marty? Like for most people that wouldn't maybe have one, is there a way to clean that out? Um, not easily. You could get a, a can of compressed air from Bunnings. Oh, righty Um, okay. and use that. That would you work. Can, you, that works. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't, like, maybe tap it out? Oh, you can definitely shake it out, for sure. Um, it's not going to get everything, but it'll definitely no. go a long way. Um, because they can get quite full of, of sand and, and grit and other bits and pieces as you're mowing. Mm -hmm. If you if you're mowing in a very sandy location on a regular basis, um, also, you want to change yeah, your spark plug. Sorry? That would be our backyard at times, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else, my Spark plug as yeah, well? Yeah, so checking the spark plug um, and giving that a, a wire brush and a bit of petrol and clean that up. How do you do that? Yes, you've got, to, you've got to take it out? Yeah, so you need a spark plug removal tool, which is basically a long socket mm. um, to be able to get that out, which... Theoretically, depending on, on your mower and how long you've had it, that should have come in the box when you bought it. Um, <laughs> otherwise, people have them laying around. So you take that out, and then yeah. what, for those that w would have no idea what to do next, what would you do with that spark plug? Yeah, so um, you'd be checking um, at the contact whether it's really black and full of oil and just giving that yeah. a brush up with a wire brush. Um, just cleaning it? Yeah, removing the soot. Um, yeah. on that and just basically making it shiny so that you know it's getting good contact um, where mm -hmm. the spark uh, happens. Um, yeah, making sure your fuel filter is clean as well is another another thing to do. Um, how, do how do you clean that? Yeah, it's... Yeah, so clean fuel. Clean fuel. Mm. Um, you want to make sure... How long do you, do you use it regularly, do you? Um, in is it in summer? I think we use it just about every two weeks, but in winter, not. Mm. I don't know. Winter's 
Yeah. Not as often. Anything more often? Yeah. Often. Not as often? Not as often, yeah. yeah. So, because the lawn goes dormant, depending on the type of lawn that you have as to ha if it still grows in the winter or not. Mm. Um, but generally speaking, yeah. yeah, the growing process slows down in winter, so you don't use it anywhere near as often. So you take that filter out? Yeah. Yep. The fuel filter? And then what do you do with that? Replace it. Okay, so that is a replacement. Yeah. So replacement fuel filter cleaning the air yeah. and really cleaning the spark plug as well yeah. and you're pretty and the blades yeah and the blades and yes. and it's just like servicing a car really but easy for yeah, you to yeah. say marty yeah. no? <laughs> <laughs> well francois that could be a good little project this weekend maybe Oh, no, we're already flat out this weekend. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Wait for next weekend. <laughs> maybe. Francois, thank you for your call. And uh, it's not a bad, some good tips there, because those of us that don't want to take our mowers to somewhere to be serviced and pay for it, not a bad way to actually have, have a go yourself. Yeah. Save, save a few dollars as well. Yeah. I would suggest you could, like, depending on how bad your air filter is, you may want to just replace that as well. You can pick okay. them up from your local hardware or, rather than, or mower shop. Rather than clean. Yeah. So you could do a good little project yeah. experiment. Francois, thank you for your call. Marty, we're out of time once again. That goes quick, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Really, really, I was going to ask you, I was going to get back to uh, uh, Gopher's question before about removing those plugs, but I was keen to ask you about what's the best way to put plugs in the wall, which ones to use for pictures and those types of things. We may have to tackle that next time. Yeah, we'll Look get to that next time. Next time, man, we'll, we'll yeah. catch up. My guest in the studio this morning has been Marty, Maintenance Marty, we are calling him. You are on 98.5 and this is Weekdays with Mike. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.